Welcome to the I Love Coaching Podcast, where we believe coaching solves everything. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Love Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Adam Roach, today. And have you read the book Traction? Show of hands. Let me see. Wait a minute. If you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. That was a joke. Do not raise your hand because today I am super excited. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of not only the book Traction, what that book entails. And last, when was this, John? Last uh, last November. November. Yeah, last November, the Olive Coaching Company held our annual summit. And our guest today was a facilitator at that summit of this specific topic, which the book Traction covers, and that is called EOS. So let's give Mr. John Haney a warm welcome to the I Love Coaching Podcast, everybody. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we start the we start the podcast off every time with this question. John, you were born, and then what happened? Uh, a lot of crazy. A lot of crazy. Yeah. Grew up in a small farm town, you know, had a couple of businesses all through high school. Uh, September 11th happened my senior year, so decided to put the businesses on hold. I wanted to serve the country, so I went to the Air Force Academy, uh, studied business for four years, and then I became a fighter pilot. And uh, it was as a fighter pilot, you know, as an instructor that I found my real passion uh, for teaching and for coaching and getting people to that next level, you know, in the fighter squadron. And uh, that kind of grew into becoming a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. Um, first inadvertently through the uh, military, not being able to sell uh, the houses when we moved from one place to the next. And uh, I said, we're making a little bit of money with this. We got to figure out a better way to, uh, to do this and go bigger, faster. And so I started doing apartment complexes, you know, and got into an investor group, 100, 200, 300 unit apartment complexes and uh, found the book EOS, uh, you know, traction and EOS and used that in the business. And uh, it, it was really awesome. We made a lot of money with it. And you know, it ultimately wanted to get back to the coaching and, and teaching piece. And so, you know, I, be, I kind of stumbled into becoming a uh, EOS implementer. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So wait, we got we got to pause because I know there's many listeners that want to go back because when they heard you flew fighter jets, Top Gun came to mind. I have no doubt. So number one, I, I do want to be in all seriousness here, say thank you for serving our country. Uh, and secondly, you've got to share maybe one or two stories about being Tom Cruise, but you were a real, you were the real fighter pilot. He was just a step in. Um, tell us about that world. You know, it's, uh, I, I will say the first thing, you know, I watched Top Gun a million times as a kid growing up and, uh, you know, I, I thought flying jets would be really cool. Uh, I found out that going supersonic, you know, faster than the speed of sound was going to be this end all be all incredible thing. And it was the most anticlimactic thing in my life. So uh, nothing, nothing magical happens. You know, the clouds don't part, the angels don't talk to you, but, uh, but it was, you know, just the ground moves a little bit faster. So, uh, but you know, you get used to it. Right. So, um, you know, had a lot of, a lot of uh, fun times, met with some really amazing people, but uh, did three tours over in Afghanistan and uh, in the middle East. And uh, you know, I was really, really glad to be able to do it. So, um, you know, I just, the biggest thing, you know, the, the practice like you play, you know, I played sports as a kid and that's what I always heard. And that's exactly what the military taught us. And uh, it's a good life lesson. You know, if you train, train like you fight, it's, it's going to go okay for you. So that's kind of the big thing. Love it. Love it. And thanks again for the service there in Afghanistan. So now you're investing, so you're doing real estate investing and you happen to pick up this book called Traction. Yep. And, and then what happened? 
So, you know, traction is all about, you know, getting everybody on the same page with the vision. It's about getting the right people in the right seats so you can actually execute and achieve that vision. And it's about discipline and accountability. And, you know, we had that uh, in the military. So, you know, bringing that into the real estate business. Uh, but we got much more clear on, you know, what is the business plan? What, what's our exit plan? How are we going to get out of this uh, and make a lot of money as quickly as possible uh, and do right by our tenants at the same time, right? And so uh, getting everybody on the team on the same page with that was, was you know, really, really good. And Traction helped us do that. And then, you know, we we're managing professional third-party property management companies. So uh, getting the right people in the right seats there so that we could, you know, have them execute the vision was really, really instrumental. Uh, and so just kind of, it was all culmination of those things working together uh, that was, you know, it allowed us to uh, to sell half the portfolio for double what we paid for it quickly. And, you know, that's, EOS was you know, the, the main driver for that for us. So it was pretty amazing. So, so you were a student of it first. So you were a student of the EOS system first. You implemented it into your business. And, and then you became uh, an EOS certified facilitator, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. So before we dive into that, our listeners right now who maybe haven't read the book, Right. Maybe they haven't read traction. Maybe they don't understand what EOS even stands for. Let's give them the basics right there. Well, give, what's the acronym for EOS? Yeah, EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And so, you know, really, if you were to boil it down, it's just uh, a simple way of harmonizing and orchestrating all those moving parts and pieces to the business that you're dealing with all the time. You know, like as a, as a business owner, business leader, you're 136 issues constantly going on in your life, right? There's just fire after fire, you're just fighting fires and just putting things out. And so uh, EOS just gives us a way to kind of bring all that together under one roof and figure out, you know, basically there's six key components to it, but allows us to really get on the same page and, and move forward with it. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the six key components, if it's cool, if I jump into that, talk to you a little bit about that. You're, you're the pilot here, buddy. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just goose behind you. So you're the pilot. There you go. I'm ready. <laughs> there it is. So Basically, you know, it starts out with the vision, right? Getting crystal clear on where we're going and how we plan to get there. Because a lot of times we have this vision in our head, but we don't ever share it with people. And then we get frustrated when they don't execute the way that we want to, right? So getting crystal clear on that. And we go through some questions that help us get crystal clear on that. EOS and traction walk you through that. And then it's the people, right? So getting the right people in the right seats. So the people that we want to be surrounded by, the people that are great for our culture uh, and that are really good at their jobs, you know, they've got the desire, the ability, the knowledge, the skills, all that sort of stuff, bringing that together. So we take that really sweet vision that we just came up with and we make it a reality with really great people, right? We use data. So using, you know, scorecards, facts, figures, and objective information rather than egos and feelings and emotions. Like, oh, my gut's telling me I should do this. Well, let's see what the data says, you know? If you do the numbers, the numbers are going to tell you what to do, right? So getting crystal clear on that. And then, you know, figuring out when we do those three things that there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some imperfections, some impurities, just some bumps in the road. You know, those are just issues. And so we've got to be good problem solvers. And so EOS gives us a framework and a construct to work through those issues. Uh, and then, you know, the last or second to last thing is, you know, this is the process piece, right? And this is it's a sexy piece to me, right? This is in the military, the process, they had a process for how they recruited me, how they trained me, taught me the best ways to do what I was going to do as an F-15 pilot, you know, two years from never touched an airplane to give me the keys to a $54 million fighter jet and making life and death decisions. I mean, that's, that's pretty sexy to me, right? So 
that's the process. It's doing the most important things in your business, right and best way every single time. And so really nailing that down. Uh, and then the last piece is the traction piece, which is just bringing the vision down to the ground and executing on it day in and day out, right? And it's just a lot of times where it fails for guys is just they can't bring that vision down and execute that, you know, you can do it for a week or a month or six months. Right. First time it gets hard, we stop, right? Or we just don't follow through. And that's the difference between what takes us to being a good company to being a great company. So right. love all those, love, just love that process. I love it so much. We just finished and you'd be proud of me, uh, a level 10 meeting. We do a level 10 meeting every Monday. Uh, and again, I love what you said there. You, you keep that vision in front of you. That vision has to come all the way down to your traction process where the traction is that that part isn't sexy. In my opinion, that part of the process is the, the actual boots on the ground, the getting dirty. That's the that's that's the tough part there. Keeping that vision though in front of you is so important. So I want to go now into some real world. And we'll get deeper into EOS for a sec uh, a little bit later. I want to go into some real world because you're a certified implementer here. You help people when it comes to the vision. I want to go. I want to go micro here for a second. Mm-hmm. Where do you see, whether they're companies, whether they're individuals, whether they're massive big players, where do you see most people failing in that vision space? What are they doing wrong? Yeah, so uh, a couple of different places, right? So number one, uh, I would say we, something we call the core focus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the sweet spot of our business. It's what we love to do and are best at. And you know, a lot of different names for it out there. Some people call it a vision statement. Some people call it a mission statement. Uh, but the moral of the story is it, it is the sweet spot of our business. And if we can clearly define it and articulate it, what we've got to do is stay laser focused on it, right? Because so many times in the world, we get so excited about, you know, ooh, new opportunity, new opportunity. I can make some money here. And so instead of saying yes to everything, we say no to the good things so we can say yes to the great things. You know, it's, it's like Steve Jobs back in the day. He said, what made Apple so massively successful are not the projects that we said yes to, it's all the things that we said no to. And so a lot of times what I see clients do is they they get excited, they see, oh, hey, I can make a little bit of money here. So they start chasing after these unicorns that are one-offs that really aren't profitable long-term for the business rather than staying within their niche and doing what they do better than anybody else. And so that's what separates, you know, that good company from that great company. Yeah, that's a major, major part of that vision piece of, you know, just saying saying no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Well, in that right there, that in, what I just heard you say there was know what your vision statement truly is, and then look at all your opportunities and align and, and, and see if they align or are misaligned, and that'll help you understand what is either going to be a great decision or a bad decision, right? Right. Know what to say yes to and know what to say no to. Love that. Let's let's go into the people part. Yeah. Because you and I both know how important that people part really is. Uh, if our listeners are right now saying, gosh, I know I need to find the right who. Uh, gosh, I know I need to find. I just hired someone. I don't know if they're the right person. Let's walk them through that prospecting part. How do they go find talent? What, what do you, how do you coach them up there? Yeah, so a couple things. So first off, uh, you know, one of the first questions that we ask when we get clear on the vision is our core values. You know, what are our core values, our guiding principles, who we are at our core, what we want from the culture of the organization. And culture is just incredibly important. You know it, I know it, right? It's just massively important to the, to the company. So we've got to get crystal clear on who we are as a company and what our core values are that define us. And you know, we don't need a lot. You know, 
three, three to five is a great number. You know, less is more on that. But once we really nail down who that is, then we can start to, to look for people that fit that, right? And when we're talking to people about opportunities that we have, we need to make sure that they're gonna be a good culture fit for us because it's expensive to, to turn over. You know, if we get the wrong person, very, very expensive and time consuming. More importantly, we're wasting time uh, to get somebody in that is a good fit for the culture. So that's the, the first piece. The second piece is just getting crystal clear on what roles and responsibilities, what the actual function is. Because the biggest frustration today, you know, we talk, uh, you know, all the clients that we work with, it's people, right? It's either they don't share the values of our organization or they don't really have clear expectations and understand what we want from them. And so there's just this tension between us and them because those expectations aren't clearly communicated. And so, right. you know, EOS, what we teach is to take a structure first, people second approach. So we build out what does the organization need to look like in the next six months to get us to success, right? We've, we've defined that as part of our core, our vision piece. And now we've got to really get clear on, you know, what roles do we have in the organization that aren't filled? What does it look like on a day-to-day -day basis? So all of those big things that happen every single day, nothing falls through the cracks. So we get crystal clear on that. We have those expectations. We know what, you know, the culture is. So then we can be very, very selective and very intentional with who we hire for those roles. So, so good. So structure first, people second. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Now, I want to go here to roles and responsibility of people, clear expectations. Man, as a coach of entrepreneurs myself, you know that that is so important to clear expectations because there's nothing worse than hiring someone saying, here's the job. Good luck. Go do it. Right. And the individual coming in says, oh, I don't know how you define success. What am I going to do? How am I going to be a winner? Right. What would you say to someone that maybe is unclear of the expectations of someone that they're hiring, but they know they need somebody? So as far as the so just just can you say it one more time, just so we're crystal clear there? Yeah, I, I want to hire somebody. Right. Yep. Because I, I'm having pain. I, I know I need leverage in my business. I don't really know if I know where, right? I mean, so this is just an example. I don't know if I know where, but man, I, I need another body to come in here and help do some stuff, right? Yeah. So I'll go hire someone. I'll go hire someone. I'll put them out there and I'll say, hey, go go do some stuff. The stuff that I don't want to do. Yep. How do we help them have clear expectations? What should I do? What, what would you coach someone to do to create those clear expectations? Absolutely. So uh, one of the things that we talk about, you know, is, is delegating and elevating, you know, to our unique ability as leaders of uh, as our organizations, right? And so uh, if you were to think about all the stuff on a weekly basis that you do, and you know, if you write it all down, take 30, 30 to 60 minutes and really get crystal clear everything that you do, and, and then you put it in four quarters. So top left quadrant would be stuff that you love and you're great at. Top right would be stuff that you like and you're good at. Bottom left would be stuff that you don't like, but you are good at. And then the bottom right quadrant would be you know, stuff that you don't like and you're not good at, right? And so that bottom left quadrant, the stuff that we don't like, but we're good at, that's where 95% of Americans go to die, right? I mean, that is, that is why we call work work because people have to go do this. And so if we can get crystal clear on keeping ourselves, you know, doing those, those top two quadrants, really elevating to those unique abilities gives us energy makes us really enjoy what we're doing all that stuff in the lower quadrants that we talked about finding somebody that those are their two top quadrants you know that's the stuff that they love they're great at they like they're good at and then again we pair that with the structure first people second approach of what 
what things do we need to get done in the business? Whether you know, look at the division that we're going to, and then look at the different seats that we've created, those functions with all of those roles, and then hire according to those. You know, you get the good culture fit, you get somebody that loves that sort of stuff, that's gonna set you up for success. And you're crystal clear on it because you don't want to do it. So you can very, very clearly explain to them, hey, here's what I need you to do. And that just right. alleviates any sort of confusion or frustration with a lack of clarity. So, so, so good. I've never heard that quadrant before broken down like that. <laughs> hey, everyone listening, if you're the bottom left quadrant, you don't like it, but you're good at it, go hire somebody, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's really, really good. Love it, love it, love it. And I want to go into, I loved your language there, use data versus ego. Right, using data versus ego. Again, let's explain explain to me what that means as a layman. What does because I want to I want to push forward with all my ego, right? I, I want I want to, man, I'm the best, right? I'm the best. Yes, help me there. Exactly, right. So entrepreneurs, it's easy for us. We have a little bit of success in one area, so we're like, you know what? I can do anything. Sure, nobody can stop me. I'm going to be the best at whatever. And so uh, we've got to temper that ego. Yes, you may be, but we need to see what does the actual data tell us, right? So we think about, we talk a scorecard, right? So five to 15 high level numbers that are going to give you a pulse on the business. You know, if, if you were on an island out in the middle of nowhere, you couldn't call anybody, you couldn't have internet, anything like that. And you had to know if the business was doing well or if the business was failing, think about what would those numbers be for you on a weekly basis, activity-based numbers, you know, what what's going to drive us forward. And ultimately that's going to allow us to see, you know, where are we really strong? What things are going well in the business? Uh, and then what things are kind of falling behind, right? We use goals that we set up for, you know, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual goals that set us up to get where we want to go from where we start right now. And we're always looking for incremental improvement, right? There was a story about, you know, in 2000, the British uh, rowing team, uh, they were trying to get the gold medal and the British rowing team had they, they were massively successful years ago, and then they just had a long drought of nothing. And so uh, they changed their entire approach. They had the best athletes, best VO2 maxes, but they couldn't figure out why they weren't winning. And so they took two full years and they said, you know what, we're going to look and every single decision we make, we're going to ask, will it make the boat go faster? You know, what am I eating tonight? Will that make the boat go faster? Are we going out and partying this weekend? Will it make the boat go faster? Right. And so they used data to really get crystal clear on that. And over the course of that time, guess what? 2000 Olympics come around, boom, those guys won the gold because they were holding themselves accountable to what the numbers were telling them. Beautiful. So again, the net of the whole thing is, is tracking is key. Understanding your data and going forward and tracking it versus, yeah, I'm the best. I know I'm the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is the acronym I heard? Um, not recently. Ego is just edging edging got out right also now now that's that's a whole other podcast conversation but that's edging got out right um let's go let's let's go into the 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 good problem solving right the the, and let's go let's go into that what does that mean yeah problem solving so it's it's lining our problems up as they arise and knocking them down for the long-term greater good uh because a lot of times what happens is a problem jumps up and, and rather than really dig in and get to the root cause of the issue we just treat symptoms and so the problem goes away, you know, we put duct tape and band-aids around it, you know, throw it in the corner, hope and pray that it doesn't come back. And sure enough, guess what? Two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks later, it's coming back. And it's just ugly and it's, it's blowing up in our face again and again and again. 
And so what we try to do is we take a step back, uh, you know, we look at our issues, we put them on a list. So we get all of our issues out of our head and out there so we can actually solve them. Uh, and then we prioritize, you know, the number one greatest issue for the week. What are we going to do? You talk about doing your L10. So that's exactly what you're doing there, right? You're taking the biggest issue. And we say, okay, let's IDS this. So identify the root cause, discuss the best way forward, and then solve it. And so rarely, you know, what, what rarely most of the time people are always, they're just right to the symptom. Here's what's wrong. Quick fix. And guess what? It comes back. So right. Getting to that root cause, super, super important. Asking questions, channeling that five-year-old that's super curious and kind of annoying when they're saying, well, why, 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 right? right? Anybody with kids will know what I'm talking about. I have a four and a half-year-old and that's her favorite word right now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, get to the root cause, the issue. Make sure that we're all on the same page. Hey, this is really what the issue is. Okay, now have we figured that out? Yes, what's the best way forward? We get everybody to have a voice. We don't keep repeating ourselves and beating a dead horse. It's just one time around the table, make the best call. And you know, the worst thing you can do is not make a decision at all. Right. We just put it in the corner and hope and pray that it goes away and it's not gonna go away. The right. second worst thing we can do is make the wrong decision. And if we do, it's gonna come back and we'll figure it out sooner or later. Sure. The best thing obviously is we make the right decision, but we need to make a decision. And then yeah. we have to take action on that and hold ourselves accountable so we actually solve whatever the issue was. The IDS portion of the level 10 is, is my favorite. Now, number one, because it's, it's what, 60 minutes time allotment for yep. it? Yep. Walk us through that. So with, with, with the, the level 10 meeting, right? I want, I want to dissect that for our listeners right now. Walk us through that level 10 meeting that I just came out of. Well, that I, that I hope mine's going to be just like what you described here. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Moment they're of truth. Crossed. They're, they're crossed, coach. They're crossed. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. So the big picture, the, the level 10 is just that. 90 minutes, one time a week, you know, we do it the same day, same time, we follow the same agenda, and we start on time, and we end on time, because we value people's time, I mean, nobody likes a meeting that runs an hour over, you know, it's just really, really frustrating, so we're creating a cadence, or a rhythm, or a heartbeat for the team, this is the leadership team, and so what we do, we start off with a five-minute segue, so transitioning from working in the business to on the business, and so when we do that, we talk about, you know, a personal best, a professional best, and this allows us to do some of that team health, get to know each other on a deeper level, uh, and also get to hear about each other's wins. We're starting the, the meeting in a positive mind space. From there, we move on and we do the scorecard review. So the next three things are just all about reporting. So scorecard review, rock review for those biggest, most important priorities, making sure those are all on track. All of our numbers are on track as well with the scorecard. And then we talk about customer employee headlines. So are we keeping our people happy inside the company and are we making our customers happy generating repeat business right and so this is where most meetings start to go off track you know the first time that number isn't what it should be i want to tell you a story you know what i i had a rock in my shoe adam uh, the sun was in my eye there was some gum in my hair they, they take over the meeting in 20 or 30 minutes is lost because we're getting into storytelling and so what we do at the level 10 is we say no you know if the number is not on track you say it's off track and we drop it down to the issues list. Mm -hmm. We don't discuss it, that's all we do. So it keeps us moving through those reporting pieces. And then once we've done that, we go to the to-do list, which is you know five minutes of just making sure all those issues that last week we solved, and we had a seven day action item that we call a to-do that actually got done, right? So we wanna make sure that those are done. If they're not getting done, that's an accountability issue that we need to talk about. But then the rest of the meeting, so that's 25 minutes, 60 minutes the following there. So 
then two thirds of the entire meeting length is spent IDSing. So solving those issues, working through the issues list, identifying, discussing and solving problems and challenges. And then from there, when there's five minutes to go in the meeting, we stop where we're at with the issue solving. And then we just jump in, you know, we recap all the to-dos that we had. We make sure anybody that wasn't in the meeting that needs to know or is affected by a decision that was made in the meeting, we get a message out to them, whether we're going to tell them in face, face-to-face, uh, or if we're going to email them, if we're going to text them, whatever the case may be. And then we rate the meeting. And that's super, super important. That's why we call it a level 10 is because we scored on a scale of one to 10, 10 is best. If it's a perfect 10, awesome. We did everything we should have. Uh, if it's less than a 10, we tell why, you know, Adam, you, you spent 20 minutes going down a tangent that really wasn't important. So I'm going to give us an eight today. And then mm. we, we talk about why it wasn't a 10 and then how do we make it a 10 next time? And that's that incremental improvement every single week. So we're getting to where we want to go as a business. Right. And everything that you just said there prior to us not doing level 10s happened. Everything. And the, the bunny trails happened. The the got off subjects happened and they were always fives and sixes if we were to rate them back today. Now, they, we, we follow it pretty much to the T and we make mistakes, though they are so much more structured and organized and we can actually see the vision coming to reality. And truthfully, that, that's where we start is we look at our vision statement and then we start the level 10 meeting. Yeah. That's coach, how, coach, how do we do? That's great. Solid. Okay, good. <laughs> well, incremental improvement. That's what we're trying to do. Will it make the boat go faster? Now, curious. Uh, let's Again, let's talk to our listeners here or viewers on YouTube. If they don't have 90 minutes, right? I, I know what people are going to say. John, that framework sounds amazing. Yep. And I don't have 90 minutes once a week to commit to something like this. Coach them up. What would you say? Absolutely. So first thing I'd say is priorities, right? So this is the most important 90 minutes that you're going to spend the entire week, because most of the time you're not going to be meeting with your entire team any other time during the week, right? And the whole point of the level 10 is to solve your biggest, meatiest issues. Knock those issues down so we can keep growing the business, have bigger issues every single week, every single month, right? And the second piece is, you know what, maybe I have a small team, John, I don't have I don't have a company of 10 or 20 or whatever the case may be. It's just me and a few other people. That's right. okay. You can truncate that level 10 agenda as long as we're still spending at least 50% of our time solving our issues, going through that IDS. That's really what we're looking for. So you can burn through those first uh, four parts a little bit faster. And again, the whole point of the initial part of that meeting is just smoking out more issues to solve making right. sure we're really bringing out the biggest challenges that we need to take care of as a business. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. That really, again, now speaking as a student of EOS has really changed the trajectory of our company. And it's, 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 a, it's, it's definitely a game changer for sure. Love now it. let's go into, let's, let, let's skip, um, well, processes. That, awesome. That's, Processes. Give, 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 us, give us a high level on that. What, tell us about processes. Absolutely. Yeah. So processes, it's like I said, it's the most important things that you do in your business, making sure we do them the right and best way every single time, right? This is the key. If we want to scale, if we want to be more profitable, if we want to have better work-life balance, we've got to have processes, right? Because if we're doing it all ourselves, you're going to be the bottleneck. 
Totally. Sooner or later, you're going to get to a point where you can do no more. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many days in a week. That's all you've got, right? And so really, when we nail down all of our, what we call the core processes, so the, the things that make your business your special business. So for example, your HR process for how you take care of people, you know, you hire, you fire, you retain the best talent. You know, maybe you've got an accounting process, tracking the, the flow of cash in and out of the organization. You got a marketing process for how you're getting out there generating interest and demand for your service and product. You've got sales. How do we turn that demand into actual business for us? You know, operations processes for creating the product and delivering the service or both. All of those things, customer satisfaction, customer uh, loyalty. You know, how do we keep them coming back again and again and again and getting repeat business? Because it's so much easier to get referral business than it is to get that first lead that, you know, you had to go out and spend those marketing dollars on, right? So mm -hmm. getting crystal clear on what those processes are first is the first thing we do. And we create basically your company way. So think of it, you know, the military, I flew jets. Everything that we did in the airplane, we had a checklist for, right? Engine fire, that's pretty critical, right? You need to have, know what to do, what the heck you're going to do if your engine's lying on fire. So we have a checklist for that. You follow the checklist. So same exact thing with these core processes. We create a checklist with those core processes and we highlight entrepreneurial approach here. So 20% of the process that gets us 80% of the results. You know, we're not going to spend weeks and weeks and weeks coming up with 100% of every single tiny little process that we have to do for every single little thing to get 100% compliance. That's going to give us a 500 page SOP manual that zero people are going to read. Right. Nobody's going to want to read that. Right. So we want high level. What's the biggest bang for our buck in time? 2080 approach to really give us, you know, a 15 to 20 page checklist for all these processes and then once we know what those processes are we've documented we've simplified them we've got to make sure everybody's following them so what does that look like if i do one of these processes any part of it if i touch any part of it we teach them what the right way to do it is we train them the right way to do it we measure and manage them to do it the right way and this is where we bring in that scorecard we talked about in the data component we can measure weekly activity-based numbers to make sure they're doing it and then Ultimately, we're always trying to be iterative and make it better, right? So, you know, once those processes are nailed down, once a quarter, I'm going to pick one process and I'm going to do a hard look at it. I'm going to say, is this the best and fastest way to get this done? Is there a simpler way to do this? And if there is, by golly, we're going to do it, right? And we're going to solicit feedback from everybody in the company. Anybody that's got their hands on it, they're the first stop because they know it better than anybody else. But is there a way to do it cheaper, faster, and just easier? That's ultimately what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is the part that you, you this is your sexy part, right? This is the, this this is is, the sexy part. This is the sexy part. <laughs> yes. It's so and sexy. I mean, what is not sexy about more profit, more time for your the ones you love? I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Growing yeah, a bigger you, business. You know, the beauty that I'm hearing in all of this in my two pages of notes here is, is clarity. What this process does, it creates massive, massive clarity that you can have a billion dollar business, but it feels super duper condensed and simple because of this system and this clarity, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. That's well said. Well, yeah. Walk, walk me through traction. Get, get me through traction. What are we doing in this last step here? So traction, right? So we talked about the level tens. So getting that good meeting pulse, that's the right. first piece of this, right? So uh, every week meeting, same day, same time, following that same agenda, starting on time, ending on time, uh, and just smoking out those issues and solving them for the long-term greater good. So that's step one. 
Step two is something that we do when we're talking about the vision component that we bring down. And that is getting clear on what we call our quarterly rocks. So yeah. uh, rocks is a term, you know, to give credit where credit's due. It's from Stephen Covey. He talked about it as a time management thing. Uh, but the bottom line, you know, he used an illustration of a glass cylinder, you know, and if you think about rocks are the big things that you have to get done. There's pebbles, which are all the, you know, day-to-day to-dos that you need. There's sand, little granules of sand, which is all the interruptions that you got going on in your life. And then really the waters, everything else, you know, personal, everything at home, all that sort of stuff. And so what most people do is they put the water in first into their jar of time, then they put the sand, then they put the pebbles and they try to get those rocks and they just don't fit, right? right. There's just not enough room for them. And so we say, start over, put the rocks in first, do the most important stuff first. Then you put in the pebbles, they start to trickle down to the bottom, the sand down to the bottom, the water, you get more of the right stuff done week in and week out. And so those rocks are just the biggest things that you need to tackle as a company and as individuals in the company for the next 90 days. What's going to move the needle the most? And so we just want to make sure we're doing those. There's going to be all those other fires, all that stuff are always going to be there, but we want to get those big priorities actually done and keep the main thing, the main thing. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now, let's, let's, I want to do this. Again, our listeners are fast. They're entrepreneurial. They are, you know, some of them, you don't have to raise your hand if you're driving. Remember that. Wing it, John. Some of them wing this business. And what they probably just heard right here was, I need that. I want that. I, I, I can see that. Maybe some of them are already on Amazon right now ordering traction to understand how to do EOS. Yep. And, uh, Guys, I'm going to tell you this. What is the name of our podcast? I Love Coaching. John is a coach. John is a facilitator. John is the man that we brought into the I Love Coaching Summit to coach our people, our tribe members, and our guests on how to do this. I'm going to tell everybody that's listening right now, go hire John. You go hire John to help bring this system into your organization so that you don't have to wing this. It's it, You got a coach, right? You get a coach. John, I'm so passionate about clearly the coaching space. When someone hires you, right, walk them through that process. So so let's just take me as an example. John, I'm going to hire you today. What yep. do you do? You're yeah. going to coach me at EOS. What do you do? Absolutely. So we have uh, the EOS process. You know, this is the same for every single client. There's 16,000 plus companies running on EOS professionally implemented. So we follow the same process, right? It's like we talked about, it's the sexy components, it's the, it's the process. So here it is. So we start out with, we call it a focus day. And the first day, it's a full day together, seven hours plus or minus an hour. Uh, and we get crystal clear on five different things. So we talk about hitting the ceiling, which you're going to encounter in your business, whether as a business, as a department, individually. And so we talk about five leadership abilities to break through that ceiling the next time you encounter it in your business so you can get to that next level. Because ultimately, if you hit that ceiling, you're either going to burst through it, you're going to flatline, or you're going to fail, right? And that's, that's the big thing. So we're going to talk through that. Then we get into the accountability chart. So getting that structure first, people second approach, we get crystal clear, what do we need for a structure for the business that makes the most sense for you so we can start getting the right people in the right seats right away so you can start getting traction moving forward. From there, the next piece is we set rocks. So those biggest priorities for the company and the biggest priorities for everybody on the team moving forward for the next 90 days so you know exactly what you're going to be spending your time with. After that, we really dive into that meeting pulse. So how do you run a really effective, excellent, productive level 10 meeting week in and week out? So we go through that. And then the last piece is we create that first cut of a scorecard. So 
those five to 15 high level numbers, really giving you a pulse on the business. That's what we're going to do that first day together. And it's a space learning approach. So basically you take all that, we give you some more homework, some reading uh, to get you set up for success. You go do that for 30 days in the business. And then we come back together to what we call vision building day one. And so first part of the day, we, we work out any kinks, bugs, or issues, challenges that you had with any of the focus day tools that we taught. And then the second part of the day, we start answering eight questions to get crystal clear on what your vision is for the company. So core values, core focus, the core target, that long-term big number one business goal. And again, you go back in the business, 30 more days, you use all the stuff that we've worked on, we've talked about to get crystal clear with that. And then 30 days later, you come back. So 60 days from focus day to vision building day two. And at that point, we make sure you've mastered the focus day tools. You, you're comfortable running those. And then we finish out the eight questions uh, for your vision. So you're crystal clear, you know, exactly where are we going to long-term? Where are we going next week? How are we going to get every step of the way we go through that? And then we move into what we call quarterly uh, pulsing, which is just Every single quarter, making sure you're getting traction, discipline, accountability, moving forward so you're achieving those goals that you set, making that vision a reality. And we just keep uh, along that until you are comfortable enough. And you know, if we do our job right, you fire us as EOS implementers because you know how to run your business on traction and on EOS uh, and you no longer need us. So we teach independence, not dependence. That is, that's the ultimate goal. So, so did I hear that right? So we've got a focus day, a vision building day, and then a, and then a check-in on the focus day. So we're talking three meetings before we go into the quarterly ones. Is that right? Right. Yep. Okay, got it. So, okay. And that's, that's every third. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. And then once they, once you feel that they can now go fly this jet, right? They've got everything they need. You then literally, are there keys to jets? Uh, there are not. Okay. At least not to, there's not to an F-15. So I, you I don't, don't give them the keys to the jet, but you show them where to push the start yeah, button. We show them where the start button is. Yeah, there you go. So then, and then, and then they're, now they're flying on their own, right? Exactly right. Okay, gotcha. Um, I want everyone listening right now to call John. John, how do they get, how do they get a hold of you? How do they bring you in? Can't, is this something that is local? Is this something you'll go to them wherever they are in the country? Absolutely. So I, uh, I do uh, both in person and virtual. I, uh, I prefer in person. I travel all over the US uh, for it, but I can do virtual as well. I do have some virtual clients. And so easiest ways to reach me uh, via email, you can do john.haney at eosworldwide.com. So j-o-h-n.h-a-n-e-y at eosworldwide.com. Uh, you, know, you can uh, reach out. My, uh, my cell number is 409-454-3400 as well. Uh, and so Always happy to help. You know, one of our core values with EOS is help first. So uh, it's just who we are as people. And, uh, and so always happy to help. But uh, you can get on EOSWorldwide.com and check out. There's lots of free tools uh, to download. There's eight questions that I talked about. You can download that. It's called the Vision Traction Organizer. Absolutely free. Uh, and you can use it, you know, without using an implementer. So lots of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to 100% recommend this for everybody. Not only the system, I'm going to recommend John. I know I've been doing this now for the last 10 minutes, pushing John. I'm doing this on purpose, everybody. This is the I Love Coaching Company. The coaching company wants you to have a coach that will move your business forward. Uh, John, our vision statement, I don't know if I've shared this with you when we, when we met last time, is, is to empower coaches to change 100 million lives by using what we call our real coaching model. And every 
level 10, we're tracking, are we on track? Are we on track to hit a hundred million people? And that's, that's where we're growing to. So, uh, yep. Love the system. So glad you were here on the I Love Coaching Podcast. You all just heard how to connect with John, go connect with him. Uh, and if you don't connect with him, push pause, rewind and start this podcast over because it is darn good. John, thank you for your time. Appreciate you all always. And uh, look forward to maybe seeing you in the 2023, 2022 I Love Coaching Summit. Yeah, I'll be there, Thanks so much. Cool. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, John. See you, buddy. We'll see you. Bye.